Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe or listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. We love a link tree because it's got all the ways you can help support the podcast. Visit linktree.com slash michaelblocktalk to click on the links. We've got a link to Redbubble where you can purchase all of your Block Talk merchandise from t-shirts to mugs to hoodies to totes available in a variety of styles. Another link has all the platforms you can listen to the podcast plus links to PayPal and buy me a coffee should you feel the desire to tip a host. And as always, follow me on Instagram, Threads, and TikTok at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news reviews and interviews. This Barbie is ready to podcast. It's time for the Pop 5 Weekly Wrap-Up. If a headline was made, then it's fair game for shade. Joining me this week, it's Scout Sonner. Hello. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Ken. Oh, no, you're Barbie. Um, okay. Um, I know this is not a topic this week, but this is a topic that you and I really need to discuss and figure out and figure out how many people it's going to take to put into one single hotel room to make it worthwhile. Uh, Kylie in Vegas. Oh, Kylie in Vegas. I'm so excited. I need it. It's got to happen. I have I need happen. to go. I have to go. We have to have you seen the happen. have you seen the like renderings of the venue that it's no, going to be? Oh, my God. It's like. Did you see Great Comet? Of course, I saw Great Comet. It's very that it's like tables and like everything is very like open. And OK, so we're going to make this happen. We're going we're gonna to talk it out and figure it out. Yeah. All right, we'll be there. Cool I'll tell you what. All right. Uh, so dying take... quick. I only All got right. one shot. We will be taking five pop culture topics, headlines, stories, and rather than usual rapid fire, we're going to break them apart and share our thoughts. There are lots of things happening in the given week, so some of your favorite moments might not be included. But if you want us to discuss something, reach out, DM me at Michael Blog Talk on Instagram. No promises. Uh, Scout, promise so many pop no culture promises. things happened uh, since you were on a lake. I, I know. I spent the last week. Floating around on boats and tubes and so if Ken if Ken's job is beach, is your job lake? My job was lake last week. Yeah, Very much that. What do you do uh, at a lake? Um, well, so where I was staying is right next to the Boy Scout camp that I worked at. So uh, oh, okay. I went and said hi a couple of times. Um, but no, I literally just took the boat out floated around on the lake drank listen to music sounds very country i went water skiing i still hurt from the water skiing do you have a farmer's tan uh no i actually got a pretty good like even tan because you probably were out in the speed no we had to buy tommy hill figure bathing suits they were not. Oh. It was very hard to find a, anything less than a seven inch inseam in upstate New York Oof, to play that much. That's rough. That's rough. Those things were. Um, well, congrats <laughs> on Surviving Lake. Oh, Surviving Lake. I'm ready to go back. I have to work tomorrow. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Did you take the week off? You didn't do work from home or work from Lake? I took the I took last week off. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Very nice. All right. Let's yeah. get in it. Let's do it. Come on, Barbie. Let's go smash records. After officially opening on July 21st, the Greta Gerwig movie inspired by the Mattel doll has grossed $578.8 million worldwide. It also marked the biggest opening of a film direct 
directed by a female director. The film was released alongside Oppenheimer, which prompted the phenomenon known as Barbenheimer Double Feature Show. Barbie has earned a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, despite pissing off conservatives who have done all they can to try to discredit the movie, even going to see the movie and making videos about said movie. The film stars Margot Robbie as Barbie, Ryan Gosling as Ken, alongside an all-star cast comprised of America Ferreira, Will Ferrell, Michael Sarah, Rhea Perlman, and a Barbie and Ken ensemble featuring Kate McKinnon, Issa Rae, Simu Lee, Kingsley Benadire, and Shuti Gatwa. Of course, it wouldn't be a summer smash without a smash album featuring songs by Lizzo, Dua Lipa, Nicki Minaj, and Ice Spice, Charlie XCX, Sam Smith, Ava Max, and Ryan Gosling. Now, Scout, we're not going to, we're just going to say it out loud. You, at this moment in time, have not seen Barbie because. Because, uh, because Lake. Mm-hmm. I but left the day. did do a Barbie, Barbie party. So, so here was, yeah. So here's the thing is I knew that I was, I knew we were leaving for vacation the day that Barbie came out, which was last Friday. And I also knew that there was going to be preview screenings on Thursday night because that's just how movies work now. And so I was like, all right, what we're going to do is we're going to go see Barbie Thursday night and then we're just going to go and we're going to go to the lake. It's going to be a good time because there's not really any movie theaters close to the lake. Mm-hmm. It's like a good, like, half hour, 45 minute drive. Um, and so I was like, oh, that's what we're going to do. We're going to go see it the Thursday before we leave. And then I got booked for a Barbie party the Thursday before I left. So I was like, listen, one's going to pay me. The other one I have to spend money on. Now, tell the listeners, what did you perform at the Barbie party? Well, so I performed the uh, uh, Dawn of Chromatica Ashniko remix of Plastic Doll. And oh, I, I also wound up performing a weird remix of Padam Padam because I just kind of played it after my number and I just kept oh, going. Wonderful. Yeah. Um. Now... Obviously, a, through promotional material, um, part of the joke is this Barbie, Barbie is blank. Scout's honor, this Barbie is what? Barbie is stoned. Yep, there it is. <laughs> I, I knew it. I was, I was saying it. All right. Um, uh, now, we're not going to talk about the specifics of the movie, mostly because I don't want to talk about the specifics of the movie because, um, you know, writer strike, actor strike. Uh, and that would just be silly. We're not promoting anything. But let's promote the music because the music is its own entity. And I got to say, um, it fits the film quite well. Yeah. I Now, I haven't seen the film, obviously. I'm literally seeing it today. So, like, as of recording time, have not seen it. As of the time that you, the listener, is listening to this, I will have seen it. So, you know. You're going to be dressed. You're going to be. Um, heavy medium. I do. I'll, I'm sure I'll dig out a pink shirt. And I, do I have a pink hat? I don't know if I have a pink hat. But, um, but yeah. So, uh, well, I haven't seen the movie. I have listened to the album about 20 times. <laughs> um, based on your background, I'm assuming your favorite song is charlie xcx speed drive yeah yeah it's what is it about that track and what is it about charlie xcx that she loves car related songs so well so it's funny about that because mark ronson was saying that once the whole kind of like script had been laid out and they'd figured out what the like plot was going to be they realized that there was going to be a car chase scene and he was like oh i'm just gonna call charlie like and it was like that's so funny that her just like that like some you have like a car chase scene and you're like you know what i gotta get charlie for this that girl likes cars 
She sure does. Um, now, any other tracks that stand out to you? Any ones that you really kept on listening on repeat? Um, I so I went into this very excited because there were two two names that were hidden, and I was convincing myself that one of them was Gaga because it's produced by Mark Ronson, and they're like best Judy's. Like they literally made Shallow together. I was like, come on, like who? Why else would they be hiding it? And then Gaga posted something about like oh it's I've been doing music for a special project and I was like boom we got it and then it was Sam Smith um, <laughs> but I don't mind the Sam Smith song Sam I mean, Smith song is great it's, it's really very, very it's good. really well made it's yes. really well made um the I mean Billie Eilish knows how to she knows mm-hmm. how to complete the assignment you know like she knows I think every what no time to die this you know she's had when when movie people reach out to her and say, hey, this is what we need. This is the vibe we need. She's like, oh, got it. Good. Um, um, obviously, the Dua Lipa song is the song of the movie. Yes. Yes. And I like it. It's I mean, it's a lot of fun. It's very I think so. One of the biggest critiques that I kept seeing about like as all of these little songs, you know, were being released, you know, very like long release. When was I mean, Dance the Night was when they first started promoting the movie, what, yeah. two, three months ago? And then as everything came out, everyone was like, oh, it all sounds exactly like the stuff that they put out already. And I'm like, don't you think that's kind of the point? Don't you think that's why they were reached out to? Like, they reached out to Dua Lipa to do a disco song because they knew she could do a disco song. Like, right. make it make sense. Um, but no, I think it's a really incredible, like, collection of very, like, very hot modern artists that mm-hmm. make good, good music. And the also Ken the Ken song is so stupid so, and so, so funny. funny. Um, I was like, I haven't seen the movie. I haven't seen the context, and I'm still like, this is so funny. Obviously, there is a track from Waffle House employee Lana Del Rey. <laughs> what Lana Del Rey song is on here? Oh, you'll you'll hear it. You'll know. Oh, it's there. Me. Yeah, it might be on the special edition version. Oh, um, but it, it's in a very very sweet and tender moment in the film. Gotcha. It's very very well done. Um. But yeah, I think that this is how you do a, a soundtrack. Yeah, it's it's very well curated. Mark Ronson, I think he's very good at seeing a vision and executing it. Now, obviously, we do not have like a remake of Barbie Girl, but we have them featured in the Nicki Minaj and I Spice song. Uh, I've heard rumors that the reason why there is no official Barbie Girl song is because of the long battle between Mattel and Aqua. I'm. I would not be surprised if that was a big part of it. And but this is when Mattel says, "You know what? We're gonna bite the bullet." Here at this point, it's been what it's the the entire cultural like you know it's like you tie that song to Barbies. It's not doesn't so matter what if Mattel you got does. to pick an artist to perform a new version of Barbie Girl. That artist would be uh, Kylie. Kylie's voice would be Kylie. fun on it. She'd be no, fun. No, it. it would be Britney. Brittany, oh no, you're right, you're right. No, that was the right answer. Brittany. That was the right answer. Now, again, you don't know what's happening in the film. You don't know what's about to take place, but do you anticipate a sequel or perhaps a spinoff project from it? Well, they have already said that the the that there are, the Mattel was like, we're going to turn every single toy into a movie. Now, oh, I'm, I'm talking about more specifically Barbie. from the Barbie universe. Yeah, first. I mean, I would assume, I mean, it's what? It's probably going to be up to a billion dollars by the time 
you record next week's podcast. Like, mm-hmm. I do, assume do you, that there may. Do you think that Ryan Gosling will be Ken for the rest of his life? I think he. I, I feel like he wouldn't even have a problem with it. Yeah. Just like I mean, the good thing about this this and... franchise already is, yeah, I just called it a franchise. There are so many versions of Barbie. You can have a different Barbie with different people. Yeah, very that. It's very um, much like Doctor Who. <laughs> very that. There you very go. That. Um, um, now you had mentioned it. What other intellectual properties of the toy variety do you want to be turned into a blockbuster hit? And give me the pitch of the film. I want a like, like horror thriller Uno movie. Oh, okay. You know, kind of like, like I want, yeah, like I want, like I want, like it to be the most like every single card that's played, like something happens, and it's like mm-hmm. everyone's trying to get down to their last card and like just fighting each other for it. Like I mean, like I've played some nasty games of Uno. That if I was playing them with the right people, I could have easily killed them, you know? So, like, put put it, like, you know, like, bodies, bodies, body, body style. Put them out in the woods, friends playing a game, and it just goes all terribly wrong. Now, speaking of games, I, I think there are a lot of people who are out there forgetting that there has already been a movie based on a board game. And it's yes. one of the greatest movies of all time. And the movie's called Clue. Oh, I thought you were talking about Rihanna and Battleship. Wow, we are going to forget that movie ever existed. <laughs> you clearly did. Yeah. Uh, no, Clue. Clue is one of the greatest yeah. um, toy to uh, movie. Flames. Now, obviously, like I've always joked about a Hungry Hungry Hippos game, but that's kind of dead in the water simply because if you've watched the after party, that's a running gimmick in it. Um, so they've already fake made Hungry Hungry Hippos. Um, but I mean, come on. Couldn't you see like a really dramatic movie called operation operation yeah see i mean listen the things that came out of that body uh ooh, girl what a movie that would be i just saw like, um, a tiktok of of like a parent having i mean their, clearly like, we've had gi joes but and transformers but those have been around for a while those have always had some sort of um intellectual property in the media i think it's also interesting that like it seems like the biggest takeaway from this is going to be make more toy movies and not make more movies targeted towards women. Right. Uh, how about a Cabbage <laughs> Patch Kids movie? Right. Strawberry Shortcake movies. Um, Polly Pocket. Polly. Oh, don't say that too loud. My boyfriend's got to come running. Why he likes Polly Pocket? Loved him as Polly Pockets. Wow. I had Polly Pockets too. And Mighty Max. I used to play with the Polly Pockets with the kindergartners when I was before and after school counselor. Oh, that's so cute. Those kids love the Polly Pockets. They fought over those damn Polly Pockets. Well, Barbie, congratulations on being a worldwide phenomenon. Um, now, you mentioned you're going to go see Barbie. Will you be seeing Oppenheimer with it? Probably not, but I do want to see Oppenheimer. Yeah, yeah. Christopher Nolan, very good at uh, making movies, so I'm sure this movie was yeah. great. Um, to make a big movie. <laughs> uh, do you think more studios are going to try to combine their um, powers to make more weekends like this happen? I can definitely see it being a. I can definitely see it being more like of a prevalent idea in the marketing room, you know, because it definitely helped them because these are competing um, studios, but they both got benefits from it. Yeah. But also, I like, I don't know, like Oppenheimer's Oppenheimer, marketing was Barbie, you know? Right. Like, Oppenheimer would not be 
have sold as well if it wasn't for Barbie. So it was a benefit to them. I also hope that Tom Cruise learns how to pick a fucking movie release date. Why? Mission Impossible 57 is not great. It's like, oh, but no, the friends that I've, the friends that I know that have seen it have said it's actually a really good movie, but like he just shot himself in the foot. Like, why yeah. would you? I've never seen a Mission Impossible movie. It's part I of my see... um, list of th- franchises to watch. I just recently decided I was going to watch um, the Fast and Furious franchise. I watched the first Ooh. one. I was like, why am I doing this to myself? But I'll, I'll go, yeah. I'll do it. I'll commit to it. Are there, are there 10 now? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All I know is I didn't, I guess I didn't realize that like, Paul Walker was a little bit of awakening for me. Yeah. He's so cute. That's he was fair. so very, very sexy, very sexy man. Rest in peace. All right. <laughs> Let's move on to our next topic. Um, are you ready for this one? Oh my god. Yeah. Is Miss ready as I'll ever be. Is Miss Thing hoping to get seven rings before she expires? The little petite diva and wicked movie star Ariana Grande has separated from her husband Dalton Gomez after two years, but the ponytail princess has moved on and is fully dating wicked co-star and former SpongeBob Ethan Slater, who has since filed for divorce from his wife, Lily J. Now, Lily J has broken her silence saying that Ariana is not a girl's girl and says the real story is about her and Gomez, as Jay is just going to be a good mom to her and Slater's infant child. Um, wow, we have so much drama for tiny short people. This tiny little girl and this tiny little man. Now, what? friends, I'm going to be very blunt and obvious here. I don't know any specifics, but I do know Ethan personally. He is a friend. I worked with him many, many moons ago. Um, so that's not a character, but uh, cheating's not fun. It's not cute. Not a good look. It's just also weird, the idea of being like, I don't know. I guess I would not, I would be feel in some type of way if if the the news that was out there was i'm not i'm not a girl's girl like i'd be like mm, yikes <laughs> but i mean she has money she doesn't have to really care about right and then the other thing about this is, is um just the way it came out and is discussed like i personally i i we all know that i'm not a big ariana grande fan like it's not no secret here i didn't even know she was married I mean, yeah, it was low key. I knew she was married, but I knew it was like, I knew that like it was like a very pandemic, like specific kind of like situation. Um, now, I gotta ask this question, and you are a perfect person to try to guide us through it here. What is it about showmances, especially in the world of musical theater? Oh my god, I was literally just thinking that. I was like, you know, some so many tweets are like what the hell is she seeing that man i'm like that is literally every third girl that is in a relationship in new york dc chicago that has to go to ass fuck ohio for a production of wizard of oz for seven weeks of the summer and they fall in love with the weirdest looking dude who's playing like the tin man and everyone's like, what the hell is she seeing him? And he's just like a quirky little dude who's not weird. Who's like Don't not afraid spoil of it. He's not the, the tin man. He's Bach. Right. <laughs> right. You know, it's like. I've, like everyone's like, I can't believe I can't believe this is happening. I'm like, I've seen this happen 
how many times yeah um just, obviously something about a quirky little talented. like very very quirky little man who's not afraid to just do whatever and now i mean obviously we are a generation of nostalgia do you think Ariana was having nostalgia moments and that's why maybe Ethan uh, did his SpongeBob voice and then she's like, oh my God, I'm madly in love with you. Right. That's what it is. Nickelodeon. This is like Nickelodeon's crossover of the century. Literally. Maybe literally. It's just, maybe it's all just, you know, it it's, turns out to be promo. They're bringing back, it's a revival of the SpongeBob musical and they're bringing back Victorious. You know, this has just been Nickelodeon's promotional material have you watched if the cost zoe of it was a wet, it was a marriage eh. <laughs> what did you watch zoe 102 no <laughs> i would i zoe that i was i was obsessed with zoe 101 would be. Would i love that show so why I, do you think this has caused so much drama how are the ari stands feeling well i mean they it's been uh, it's i think it's been like a thousand and three days since she put on an album so they're just they're just it's a it's a Ariana discourse vacuum, and so anything she she does, wants the just, seven yeah. rings. I, she's working towards it for sure. She sure is. Um, are you ready for this one? I'm gonna say it. How long will this last? Will it be for good? No, <laughs> be till the filming wraps. It's over. I think they're done. No, they have like ten more days. But the, I mean, well, they're they're like waiting for. They have to wait for the strike. To be I over. thought, but I thought uh, John Chu said they felt they got everything. The last thing I had read was that he said that they had about ten more days of filming, and there oh, was just a couple of scenes that they don't have this. They don't have the shots for still. Mm-hmm. Now, if you were in Wicked the musical as Scout Sonner, um, who would you play? Who would I play? Obviously, the flying monkey. No, I'm kidding. Who would yeah, you very clearly a, a flying monkey. Um, Oh, it's been a minute since I saw Wicked. Well, who are you going to say for me, huh? Flying Monkey. Yeah. Yeah, so that's just how it works. I'm I just sorry. Nessa was better. Sure. And then you don't have to do anything because you're in a wheelchair <laughs> the entire time. And that's the other thing. Ethan is playing Bach, who is in love with Nessa, who is um, Glenda's sister. So he's just sleeping around. Or Nessa. Nessa, mm-hmm. oh, Nessa. The number of memes i saw about like because who's playing nessa in the movie uh i don't know uh, slightly unknown i believe yeah those there was a lot of pictures there was like a lot of memes that were like her when she found out they were dating <laughs> yeah um no the, the, it's actually alphabet sister obviously uh how do, how do you think cynthia revo is feeling on this she's probably just you, you i like, get you i guarantee she set them up probably yeah um but the real story here is we got to find out is um uh uh is our Fierro single because I would right Jonathan no, I'll save him yeah mm-hmm. oh my god what a hunk but yeah this all happened because of Wimbledon so thanks Wimbledon right. tennis does a body good all right are you ready for a sad topic oh. It has been a rough week for music icons as two titans passed on, both bringing their unique impact to the world of music. Last week, Tony Bennett died at the age of 96, while this week it was the loss of Sinead O'Connor at the age of 56. Bennett's death was from his long journey battling Alzheimer's while O'Connor's death is not being treated suspicious as of the moment. What are your fondest memories of both Tony Bennett and Sinead O'Connor? Let's start with Sinead O'Connor, because I know you can dive a little deeper into uh, Tony <laughs> 
Um, I mean, I distinctly remember after YouTube became a thing, I was watching like music videos or something on my computer. And for and somehow, somehow, like the conversation between me and my mom got like like moved to Sinead O'Connor. And she like found her SNL performance and I watched it and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's hot. That's really cool. So it's yeah, like I have, I, mean, a very, I have a very distinct memory, I feel like, of like that was one of the biggest, most profound television moments of the time. Um, oh, yeah. And as an SNL stand, like that is something that always gets talked about, one of the probably top 10 moments in show history. Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, hey, ripping up the picture of the Pope, that's a move. Her mother's picture of the Pope. Was... Like doing that today, I don't think it would really cause a stir. Uh, it's, but yeah, 90s, it's much less. In the 90s, it was a thing. Um, but yeah, I think Shanita O'Connor, nothing compares to you, big song. Everyone's going to probably be playing it at every drag show for the next month. Um, ah, good people, good people. I think, yeah, and there's also, I think, like, especially like as far as like a legacy goes, like, I think when, like, obviously, after that happened, her public profile was very clearly diminished, and there are lots of forces at work trying to make sure that she was not any sort of, you know, visible at all again. But I think when you've spent all that time, what, 20 plus years now, 20, almost 30 years now, spending all that time just like being a decent person and like all that. And then you die and like the Catholic League and the cat, like all these Catholic organizations have to like come out with articles being like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, you know, be like, like turning her into a god like you shouldn't be treating her like a saint or anything and i'm like oh so you're still pressed after all this time seems like she might have pressed the right buttons (laughs) you think her and the pope are hanging out right (laughs) uh let's shift over to tony bennett obviously tony bennett um has some of the most brilliant songs in the history of americana pop music um but i am sure we are going to mostly discuss tony bennett and lady gaga yeah um definitely like Definitely the like cheek to cheek and love for sale were my kind of like first deep exposures to like Tony's voice and everything. I've definitely spent time since Cheek to Cheek came out just listening to Tony, you know, in and his own very extensive discography. Um, I definitely remember listening to the duets album with you know, the one that Gaga was on. This is the second one with, you know, Gaga and Amy and mm-hmm. just his, I mean, it's really incredible how his voice was just so I could really go over anything and match really, really very well with anyone. And he's just was in crazy control of it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the albums he did with Gaga really not only brought him to a new generation, obviously to the Gaga fans, but it allowed her to really showcase her vocals in a way that was less risky because there was someone attached to the songs that people are going to guarantee was going to be good and allowed her to showcase that, yes, she can sing Americana standards. Yeah. And especially with all that coming out of, you know, right after the art pop era and she was, I mean, you know, it's just like a, rough time to begin with to feel very like oh like my label kind of abandoned me here like the people like my promo team kind of abandoned me here and feeling very like oh what do i do and just for for him to say like you're a jazz singer you can do this let's do an album together it's got to be a very very reaffirming of the two albums favorite song um um 
I really like it's not it's not her best vocally on all of them by far, but I really like their arrangement of um I concentrate on you from mm-hmm. Love for Sale. It's just very I could like listen to that on repeat. And, and it's well, again, I- it's not her it's not her best vocal performance on any of the songs but it's just i don't know it's a very good very good arrangement anything goes is always gonna be a classic for me i love it i remember i remember where i was when anything goes dropped i remember i was at camp and i was like i'd walked up to our headquarters and my phone connected to the wi-fi and i got a little apple music notification that was like listen now tony bennett and lady gaga and i ran to find my friend ethan and i was like isn't it great when icons cover classic songs? Have you listened yeah, to Dolly Parton's performance of We Will Rock You, We Are the Champions? I, I listened to it. I want to say. Yes, I have listened to it. I don't know what it was. Isn't it wild that this is the official Olympic song? <laughs> An American singing British music for a Parisian Olympics. Yeah. How does that make any sense? You know, global Celine was not available. That's probably it's, yeah. It it's because Celine was. Um, Dolly was the backup that was willing to do it. I love it though. I cried. I was like, "Oh my god, my favorites doing oh, my favorites." The Olympics are going to be happening in a year, aren't they? Um, no, we have, we have a while. We have a while. Twenty. No, it's twenty twenty three. They're going to be t- next year. Oh, you're talking. Tw- yeah, twenty twenty four is in Paris. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is this time next yeah. year we'll be in oh, the middle yeah. of the Olympics. Absolutely. Dolly Parton Olympics. Um, uh, Tony Bennett, Janine O'Connor, wonderful lives, wonderful icons. Um, this is a story that I feel like um, you should be aware of because this could happen to you. Huh. Come to the Cayman Islands, just not with weed. Model and influencer Gigi Hadid was arrested and fined $1,000 after Customs and Border Control agents found marijuana and drug paraphernalia in her luggage upon arrival in the Cayman Islands. It's been reported that she was traveling with marijuana purchased legally in New York City with a medical um, license. Hadid was traveling via private jet for a girl's trip. She and a friend who also had pot pled guilty and then went on their merry way. It should be noted that medicinal marijuana has been legal in the Grand Cayman since 2017. So there's that. So why is this news? I don't know. They must have been bored that day. Now, also, you said you say that this a story that could happen to me. I'm not rich, so. You wouldn't have weed with you? I Well, I wouldn't. I'd be smart enough to not test it. Actually, if I had a private jet, I'd be like, yeah, fuck it. Um, All right. But see, if again, if I had a private jet, I'd be rich and it wouldn't matter what happened to me because I could pay my way out of it. <laughs> Literally. Um, this is, yeah, I mean, this is, I, I was laughing because the, what, the, everyone like, models are getting busted for drug possession again. <laughs> We're back in the 90s. Literally. Uh, will the world ever just accept the fact that weed is just fun for all? I think we're going to get there eventually. I mean, eventually, well. The world might die first, but that's that's facts. Um, yeah, I guess it's cheaper than buying it and trying to buy it uh, on a random tropical island. Yeah, just a little less, you know, less work you got to do once you get there. Yeah, less shady. You know what your product is. Listen, I, I have, I had a, I bought weed on Key West about ten minutes after I got there, and. Man drove past me in a, on a moped and was like, hop on. I was like, well, if I die, oh, I die. Ooh. Wow. That's I didn't die. So 
Um, I would have been more concerned that you would have been kidnapped, but you know what? Good for oh, you. You're, that was you're also risky. part of it. He only took me like a block away. Okay. okay. Uh, look at you. You're adventurous. I appreciate that out of you. I don't know uh, if I also, would do that again, but it's fine. What, what is what what is Gigi Hadid like famous for? What why? The model. Why? Is it the baby face? Is it the is it the, the big cheeky beauty mm-hmm. patootie? Like what is it? What just like this this just like a new generation Cindy Crawford? Very just like pretty face, nice to look at. Yeah. People want to, designers want to put their clothes on her. Are we shocked that she likes weed? No. Are we shocked if anyone likes weed? I think it's at this point in time, it, we're, we would be shocked if you don't like I'd be a little shocked if I found out my grandma liked weed, but you know. Why? Because I'm more just shocked that she was smoking it. Oh, that's... See, that's why I like gummies. There you go. They're so good. They're so fun. Thumbs up. Okay, this is by far the most important story of the entire <laughs> week. I've been waiting for this. I've been, I've, been, this... I've been ruminating and stewing and this is not the first time this has happened. This is now he's just, he, he's pissed, but I do not feel the rush when my twink charming claims he is not a bottom. Once again, Troy Savan has made headlines after having to clear up that he's allegedly not a bottom while appearing on the high low podcast podcast with Emily Ratajkowski. Savan said that he did in fact write a song called bloom, which was about bombing bottoming and people just took it and ran. So is he a strict top? Is he verse? Is he a fucking lying sub bottom? Because I remember that appearance uh, on video from Drag Race Down Under season one, where he basically admitted that he was a piggy bottom. Is right. that a lie? What is happening here? Troy Savon, you have some screen. I, I don't think you could hear it, but my boyfriend was leaving the room when he goes, Troy Savon is burst. Fine, he can be versed, but that does not I, with my see, fancy. A, I don't know. That's got to be fun to go on interview shows like that and just claim things and be like, all right, let's see how people run with it. Because he knew, I mean, you know, listen, here's what I'm going to say. The two of them knew that yeah. would make a headline. Yeah, and it's now it's going to get people to listen to the audio snippet. It's a great audio snippet. I know how the shit works. Um, but I was like, now, right. Now, listen, I, I, I will say that there, I, I like making fun of people like and, and saying their bottoms are bottoms. I have called you a strict bottom for probably since I've known you. Um, it, it, it's possible he could be versed, but knowing Troy Savon, what, what, what is he? Who, who is he topping? Oh, that's bones. Right. I'm picturing like, you know, like a, it's like an orgy and the only tops there are Troy Savon and Ross Matthews. <laughs> Literally, did you see the meme of the two of them sitting next together at the Drag Race panel? <laughs> two tops looking at you? It doesn't compute. It does not make sense. That's hilarious. The hilarious Roth Matthews and the oh. verse Troy Savon. Hilarious top Matthews. <laughs> Literally. Um, <laughs> it's just insane. I, I just can't believe that he has to say this again. And he's just ruining people's hearts. He's hurting us. Oh my god, that's funny. But you know, all the bottoms who are in love with him are like victory. What was what was what was Jinx's snatch game read? It was like a like two elementary schoolers trying to move a couch or something. Literally. Um, now I, like I got a chihuahua ask, and a like, Great Dane. 
why do we gays obsess over famous gays positions is it to help our fantasies that will never happen why do we do this i don't know because we do it to each other like that's not even a a thing that doesn't happen we we do it to each other we like to talk we like to have common interests you know dick and i I mean i I made a new friend like two weeks ago and literally 10 minutes into our conversation i was making fun of him for being a bottom like this is just how things work that might just be you 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 seem like the common thread here yeah that's me um what other bottoms will we find out are going to claim their tops obviously ross matthews is there carson kressley is not claiming anything he i think he is Admittedly, not going to say he's ever popped in his life. Um, I mean, RuPaul obviously has to be at the top. Come on, let's be let's be honest here. Uh, RuPaul knows how to fuck people over. <laughs> it's true. Uh, you said. Listen, we got our 90-minute episodes. They're Give Kenny no Muse her crown. No, God, that's a different <laughs> conversation. Um, but who else? What other celebrities? Like, obviously, Jonathan Bailey. We spoke about him earlier. Um, he he probably is verse, I think. I, we'll, we'll, I I'll give him verse. gay celebrities right now. Um, you, I mean, I mean, I, I can probably... Zach Quinto is definitely going to be a top. And then I think he's definitely his oh, former yeah, ex. Uh, Jonathan Groff, definitely a bottom. Like what? What happens? What happens if we find out that Chris Colfer of Glee fame comes out and it's like I'm a top? Listen, people grow, they change. You know, I we mean, all go listen. This week we also found out that Ryan Evans was officially gay in High School Musical. I mean, the world right. is round. And water is wet, and the sky is blue. Um. Wow. Were you uh, were you a high school musical stan? Were you were you uh, the I was Ryan? Yes, high school musical, Ryan which is funny because I've literally never seen the third one. But the first two I have I know I don't know how I've never seen it, but I just haven't. Um no, I was obsessed with the first two high school musicals. Like watched them on repeat, had them on DVD, had the soundtracks. My mom had my mom probably had to like hide the soundtrack eventually to just get me to stop playing in the car. She had to do that with so the who were you? Were you Sharpay or were you Ryan? Who, who, who why, not, you? why can't I be both? Okay, you can be both. You can be both. That's the drag I want to see on half and I half. I fabulous. Troy Savon. I think this is for headlines. Watch the Man. album have like bottom anthems all over the place. All news is good news, right? It truly is. Um, do you feel the rush? Or are you padam padam? Um uh rush top or padam padam bottom. When are we going to get the the the, the mashup? I want the mashup. I'm sure they, well they've already, you know. Wait, have they done a song together? No, they have. No. Why were the two of them Ollie. ever interact? I was thinking of Ali Alexander. Yeah, Ali Alexander, though that's a different because they're both definite well, bottom, definite bottom right there. Um they're all right. Kylie and Troy. Do you think Kylie even knows who Troy Savon is? Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to be shady. I know. I'm sure she does. Okay. I think okay. they both did. Kylie barely knew who Kelly Clarkson was. That's... Go watch those interviews that she did after following Kelly. She barely knew who Kelly Clarkson was. No, I'm sure she knows who Troy Sivan is. You think she knows who Sia is? Probably. They've probably you know, done it. They've probably done it like Kylie... a festival or something together. Do you, do you think Kylie knows who Danny Minogue is? 
<laughs> well, they have songs together, so I would hope so. I think they could have been in different recording studios. Oh, Danny Minogue. She good for Danny Minogue, uh, who Danny. is her own entity in Australia and England. But here she's got to ride Kylie, and Kylie can barely make well, a Kylie BR. track here. Poor Danny. America hates Poor Kylie. We, why do we I will be in so Vegas? Much? We're gonna go to Vegas, friends. Um, I don't again like how many how many homosexuals need to be in one hotel room to make it worthwhile. I was I'm I've literally already started texting like hotel connections and being like, who do you know in Vegas that can get me a good deal? There it is. I will say when I went to Vegas for Gaga, my I I got a pretty good deal in my hotel. I want to say it was. I'm usually hoity-toity, I but I for this one I will sacrifice uh, a circus circus room that smells like smoke from the '80s just to see Kylie, Um, and probably RuPaul's Drag Race Live, depending on the cast. I think Um, we we all miss that three that that three day period where uh, Pangina and Nikki and Lawrence were in it together. Um, Good times, good times. Yeah. But I think I know who's going to be in soon. I think I know who's going to be in. Envy Perot. No, Envy Perot. She's going to be in it. She's got her. Um, oh, she got a visa. Now. Yeah. Why else is she going to do? I think she's going to be in Drag Race Live. On those big stages. Literally. Um, Troy Savon, if you want to dispute your um, the claims that I'm making here, you are more than welcome to come on the podcast. <laughs> come on the pod, Troy. Uh, Leland, if you would like to come on and um, tell us about your sex decades with Troy he's Savon. Locked up in the, it's the middle of summer. He's locked up in the World of Wonder basement. That's he's true, got that's true. 37 songs to write for 15 different franchises. He remembers being born. Uh, yeah, and you know what else he's begging for? He's begging, begging to be paid in money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. All right, Scotty, what are you looking forward to next week? What am I looking forward to next week? Um, I'm looking forward. Well, today I'm looking forward to l- seeing Barbie. Yay! And then it's got to be something else I'm looking forward to. I don't know. I got to go back to work. Ew. I, I um. So I, I think I mentioned it to you, but I'm a part of a music league. I have new friends who invited me to a music league. It's really funny. Like each round, you send songs for a category. This week, I'm currently in the lead with my one of my selections. Um, the theme this week was uh, religious, and the song I selected was Laura Bell Bundy's "You Can't Pray the Gay Way," and I'm currently in the lead, so right. hoping for a victory because every all my other songs are crashing. Scott, well, I'm, you're going to be in uh, musically with me. Uh, just download Spotify; you don't have to pay for anything fancy. Just do it. We'll we'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's really cool. Sounds good. Where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Uh, Scout Sonner uh, everywhere. And um, you made it sound like I had a project to plug, but I was hoping I was my hoping monthly after gig, Barbie my, that my, you would my your DMs seasonal gig been, has been has been checked off. I, I was hoping DMs would have blown up and oh my god! No, I I'm working. I'm hoping to do. I gotta actually message the bar today, but hopefully there might be a little little Kylie album release party coming in a couple months. Exciting. We'll see. We'll see. Always a pleasure. Thanks for being yeah. here. Thanks for having me.